Welcome to the inaugural episode of Unentitled, a sports podcast from the perspective of two Bay Area sports fans, you know, very, very unentitled, where we'll be commenting on the global landscape of sports. My name is Ryan. My name is Lucas. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you're a listener of our previous iteration of this podcast, I'd like to welcome you back. Let's go ahead and talk some ball. Yeah, I love talking balls. All right, it is currently 1 a.m. on May 30th. Uh, we just finished watching Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. The Miami Heat got knocked out by the Boston Celtics, and they're headed to play the Warriors in the Finals. How about, uh, how about that Max, Max Drews 3, right? Yeah, that, the, the 3 that never was. Um, you know, you, you look at the picture, and it looks like his heel is out of bounds but in the air which therefore it shouldn't be out of bounds. Because, you know, if you dive out of bounds to save a ball, and, you know, even if you're out of bounds but in the air, you know, obviously the ball's still alive. Uh, so if you look at the picture, I think it should have counted. If I, am a, if I am a Miami Heat fan, I am beyond livid. What I don't understand is, like, how would, how would the referees somehow, or, like, the NBA, co- go back and decide that that just doesn't count? Like, because, first of all, it is a debatable play whether or not right. he's he's in bounds out of bounds yeah it, you have to look very closely at his foot for that right and it's like did they have the time to go and look at the frame by frame and then make that big of a call to say you know what these three points actually don't count in th- the biggest game of the season so far for the Easter conference teams like I don't get why that happens and also why is that allowed when obviously if he stepped out of bounds and didn't hit the three the the way that the game flows is completely different. You can't 100%. like you can't imagine it's not it's like saying that the three just doesn't count is not like okay the three doesn't count the game would have played out exactly the same had mm-hmm. we not counted that three that's not true it's like like you can't go back and and change other calls in right. in the NBA you can't go back and change uh, uh, a, a blocking foul that we had in the yeah you know, second I mean quarter. I mean sometimes they change a two to a three or a three to a two right. But like, but that doesn't have a, that actually has no effect on the game. Mm-hmm. But but you know, a change in possession on a turnover that changes so much. Well, to I mean, I I do agree with kind of like the sentiment, but like to play devil's advocate, whether the ball goes in or he steps out of bounds, it's still Boston ball, no matter what. From that point, right? But it's a it's Boston ball after you know a three caches and then they're demoralized or right. their boss it's Boston ball after he steps out of bounds right and you know then you it, it just changes right, the flow yeah. of the game well and and regardless of flow of the game you know that Jimmy Butler shot you know instead of him having to huck up a three to go up one they right. have the they have the ball with the last shot of the game and they're already up one point I think it it actually probably directly affects you know the the team that wins the game yeah um, three points the game came down to like at one point it was it was, it was a one possession game with two, two in, game, in, yeah. in crunch time therefore you can't say that those three points like didn't matter so yeah exactly yeah, they, they were right very very crucial three points right um that came off for for a reason to me that that actually does not make right. sense um the more and more that i hear about the NBA being rigged, the more and more I believe it. Well, yeah, it's um, like, <laughs> it's like not only was that a questionable call, not only was that arguably the wrong call, there was nowhere near enough evidence to overturn that. But also, 
they didn't stop the game to review it. They let the game keep playing while they reviewed it and then just wiped it off the scoreboard. Like, has that ever happened before? Not to my knowledge. Like, does, does Miami have any sort of grounds to, like, protest that game? Okay, wait, that's actually not true. I feel like that definitely has happened before. I feel like that there has to be some sort of precedent. You know, they wouldn't be just doing that for the first time ever mm-hmm. in this finals game. But I just think that, like, the decision to go ahead and do that, like, I, it, 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 yeah. it, it goes I mean, it against... it was an arguably wrong call, and it was delivered even worse. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. It just really shows that, like, the score is not what happens during the game. The score is what the NBA says the score is, you know? <laughs> like, really, like, like if they can go back and just change that, it's like, wh- who's to say they can't go back and just change the score of another game? Like, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I heard How many a, times has this happened and we just don't know about it? Yeah, I, I heard I heard an interview with, uh, um, I don't know if you know about that, uh, that referee that got arrested yeah. uh, for throwing games, and he was saying that, you know, the NBA's telling him, to throw these games, or not to throw the games, but but to to edge one team in a game because they they want one team to advance. And I see the 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 foul calling at a home game versus an away game. And at some point, it just becomes a little bit like a little bit too much for me to like mm-hmm. not not think. You know, maybe these refs are trying to call the game a yeah. certain way. To, it's not to, the WWE. Something like after watching the Western Conference Finals, there were and even you know the Western Conference semis. Yeah, that Memphis series. The I Memphis think was series, much poor, much more poorly. Officiated. Exactly, and there were. I mean, obviously, I'm a Warriors fan. Don't this find a, me for that, Adam Silver, a, please. A Bay Area centered <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um, well, the Warriors actually never get any calls from the refs whatsoever. I don't think in my <laughs> in my uh, nine years of being a Warriors fan, I've ever seen the Warriors get one call. We're probably the most the most penalized team in the NBA. We're probably like the the refs are always out against us. Like, uh, of, yeah. like, I think we have the right to be unentitled here. <laughs> I, I completely agree. I, I honestly don't think, you know, honestly, I don't think the Warriors have actually ever committed a real turnover. Um, oh, yeah. Most of the time, it's just the refs <laughs> that are uh, pushing the game a certain way, mm-hmm. I think. And it's just because... We've never actually lost a game to yeah. another NBA team. It's just been the refs. Yeah. <laughs> the refs just don't want that to happen. They don't want one team to win 82 yeah. games every year. Right, yeah. So yeah, yeah. so one year they just decided to push us out of 15 it's us against. It's us against the world, yeah. per usual. As always. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so that game was a close one, a very good game. Uh, and I think that the better team did come out on top. In the more the talented team, yeah. Um, and this NBA Finals is going to be... A very good one. Yeah. Um, that being said, um, other than the fact that I, as a Warriors fan, I would have preferred to see Miami in the finals, everything about that series went as well as it possibly could have for the Warriors. Yes. Because Rob Williams and Marcus Smart got banged up. It went to seven games. Mm-hmm. Boston looks like they can't hold a lead. You know, Miami looked like they couldn't do anything right for long stretches of that. Like, just that whole series, I was very pleased, like, Okay, we, we get to play one of these teams in the finals who, you know, for half that series, Miami looked like a terrible team. And for another half of that series, Boston looked like a terrible team. Um, and I know that they are better than how they played in those last seven games. And I know it's not fair to expect them to play like that again. But it does provide some reassurance to know that, okay, these teams are capable of playing like shit. Yes. It- I what I felt like at the end of this game was because there was a there was a point when it, it really got sloppy mm-hmm. and 
if you're playing against a team like the Warriors that has the playoff experience that they you do, lose a game in those you, two minutes. You lose. Yeah, you don't you don't get to play like that. Like at the end the, of a game, the Warriors seven and only win. need a couple minutes to beat you. Yeah, exactly. If you if we just play solid basketball in a time when they're playing like that, it's done. You know, like the momentum itself, like once the Warriors get hot and they get that six point lead in the fourth quarter, you don't really give that up. It's, you yeah. know, everyone starts saying, It's because we've been there. It's because we've been there. And then you just crumble. Yeah. It's just an effect. Well, no, um, and it's like, it's because it's we've been there. It's because we have that championship experience. You know, neither of those teams, well, Miami played in the final two years ago. Boston hasn't been to the finals with this core. You know, it's like, you know, championship experience is like trumps all else. Once push comes to shove in the playoffs, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, it's a very young team with Boston that's coming. Uh, there's zero finals games uh, played by anybody on that team total. Um, I think is that, that a fact? I, that is a fact. Yeah, I read that earlier today. I think it was like 125 total <laughs> playoff uh, finals games played by the Warriors. Yeah. Obviously, the big three have been in five finals together. Looney's been um, to four. Looney's been to four. Yeah, it's it's a very Iggy battle tested Iggy. Iggy yeah. Um, very battle-tested team. Um, you know, I would edge the Warriors going into the finals. Obviously, I'm a Warriors fan that might be a little bit... I just want to, want to take a second to recognize my privilege. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very. That's very unentitled of you, Lucas. Yes, exactly. It's a point of privilege. Uh, yeah, that whole championship experience take, very unentitled take. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, it was actually very unentitled of you to tell me that. Thank you. Because Thank it really you. shows that you're humble. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, Warriors in four. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you know, I would edge the Warriors from a from an unbiased perspective. I would edge the Warriors, and I see that the the betting line is at about minus one sixty for the Warriors to win. Um, but I would not at all say that this is a a cut and dry yeah. finals. I I truly think that the the Boston Celtics are a team that is good enough to win. Mm-hmm. Um, it just you know it's going to come down to execution. Yeah. Um... I I think I'm a little bit more confident in the Warriors than you are. Um, knock on wood. Um, you know, saying this on tape is probably the worst thing I should be doing as a suspicious sports fan. Right. But I see it as my duty, as my obligation to voice my opinion with yes. our audience, yes. unfiltered, um, as un unentitled as so I am. So unentitled, dude. That's incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, Bo- you know, Boston's definitely good enough to win. Um, I just think that if, if you're playing the Warriors, you have no margin for error. You know, the Warriors are good enough to make mistakes and still find a way to win. Right. Um, and it's not that Boston's not good enough for that either, but you can't make mistakes against the Warriors. Um, so it's just Boston has to play their best basketball four different, you know, in four games to win this series. Golden State doesn't have to do that. Um, especially after seeing what Boston Right, you know, Miami almost won today playing terrible basketball. Yeah, the fact um, that they got to even Miami, got Miami, this close, yeah, yeah, yeah playing yeah. the way that they played. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you, you can't do that. You cannot do that against the Warriors. Um, so yeah, I think the Warriors are a better team. I think if you play this series a hundred times over, they win between fifty-five and sixty of them. Um, okay. I'm gonna go another another thing, another super important thing that nobody's talking about. Knock on wood, the Warriors have not lost at home That's in this true. entire playoffs. And guess what? The Warriors get four games at home in the playoff or in the, in the finals. Yes, if um, it pushes to seven, of course. If yeah, necessary. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, you know, it's I I trust I trust the team that already has home court 
to win more games on the road than the other team. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Warriors and six. Warriors in I six. I think I've got I've got Warriors winning one and two. Yep. I've got Boston winning three and four. Okay. I've got Warriors winning five. Mm-hmm. And I think when game six comes around, the Warriors don't want to play a game seven having lost a game six, mm-hmm. so they get it done in Boston. Okay. Uh, similar, uh, not, not, not so similar to that, um, uh, the Memphis series, right? We, we won. We won game six got, at got home. Got to win that game on the road. Right. No, yeah. no, we, oh, won, right, we right. won game six game at home. Game six at home. But that game six was series. even more important. Yes. That game six was the most important game of our season. Yeah, and I mean, look at Clay Thompson. Yeah, he's incredible. It's, yeah. it's, it must you know. Clay Thompson drops fifty in the Garden to win the finals. To beat the Warriors without sweeping them or only losing one game means that you're going to have to go through Game Six, Clay, at one point. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is a you know a barrier in itself. Right. Yeah. Looking at the matchups, just yeah. as, a, as a player perspective, it kind of makes me a little bit more nervous than mm-hmm. just looking at it. Yeah, Boston. Boston's a well-tooled team to play a team like the Warriors. Right. They have. They have the defense. It, you, mm-hmm. you look at every position. Who's going to guard Steph Curry? You got the defensive player of the year in Marcus Smart. Yeah, there's their worst. Their worst player. Their worst starter defensively is Jason Tatum. Right. That sucks. <laughs> which is, which is, that sucks. He's a great defender himself, and he's he's only got Andrew Wiggins to match up against. He's six foot ten. Jason Tatum is what? And, well, that's what they're saying. I, according to Reggie <laughs> Miller, he's six foot ten. On I'm gonna TV. I'm gonna fact check. I think I'm gonna he, fact check Reggie. They probably have him listed at six eight or six nine. But he's a big guy. Um, you look at him stand next to Jalen Brown, and he actually looks significantly taller than him. I bet he's a little bit taller than Andrew Wiggins, and he's got the athleticism to guard him, obviously. Um, he's listed at 6'8". Yeah. Uh, and mean, then you, you got Jalen Brown look that playing tall. playing good defense against Klay Thompson, and then you got Draymond Green matching up against Al Horford and Kevon Looney and, and Rob Williams. Um, I think that the board battle probably edges the Warriors as, as it's been for the whole playoffs, um, but yeah, you know, what? defensively yeah. they match up great, mm-hmm. but offensively, you know, you're gonna have to score more than the Warriors to beat. Yeah, them. so that that's really where the game yeah comes down to. I think. I think yeah. I th- I think the you know like again, knock on wood. So far, this has been a very stress free playoffs. Right. Um, and that's because we've been a better rebounding team than ever before by a by a light year. Like, yeah. I remember, you know, the way Cleveland and Houston was able to hang with us is every time every time Harden would get a miss, Clint Capella would get the rebound. Mm-hmm. And every time LeBron had a miss, Tristan Thompson would get the rebound. So the fact that we have been rebounding, you know, we went from one of the worst rebounding teams in the playoffs, one of the best rebounding teams in the playoffs, has, you know, allowed us to not sweat that much. It's the reason why we've won. I mean, beating... Uh, Beating Memphis, the only way you beat Memphis is by beating them on the boards. Mm-hmm. And we did that every game that we won. Yeah. In the two games we lost, we didn't beat them on the boards. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very clear. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to take a quick break, but we'll be back very soon uh, talking a little bit more about the NBA Finals. And we're back after a quick commercial break. Um, Greenberg, why don't you give your take on uh, on the matchups in this final? Yeah. Um, as I said earlier, uh, Boston's a very well-built and well-tooled team to beat the Warriors. Um, um, but, I mean, the Warriors just have, you know, we've been saying it for, what, uh, six years now? Six of the last eight years, the Warriors just have stupid firepower. Right. Um, and, you know, they're not going to be able to 
put 120 past Boston every game, but they're not going. But you know they're going to be able to test Boston's defense. They're going to be able to still put up points against Boston's defense, and I trust them to do it better than I trust Boston's offense to do it against a very good Golden State defense. Right. Okay. Okay. I see that. So, do you think that Gary Payton is going to play a part in this matchup fiasco in the finals? Um, I'm not sure. He's he he was most valuable against Memphis because he you know he's the perfect kind of guy to pick up John Morant. Um, he he'll definitely help. He he will not have as big a role as he would have had in Memphis. Right. Um, but he will help. Um, he can guard Jalen Brown. Yeah. Um, and I will be happy to have him guard Jalen Brown. Um, he can only help, and I think he will. I don't think he will help as much as he would have against John Morant, but he will still be an important player. I, at this point, I see the Warriors having eight important players. You know, their traditional starting five: mm-hmm. Pool, Porter, and um, Peyton, Peyton. Triple P. Nice. Um, like I think. Peyton's going to have a big role off the bench in the same way Poole does and Porter does. Sometimes Looney does. Um, he will only help. Yeah. The way that I see it is that if we need him to guard Jalen Brown, say say Clay Thompson's just getting cooked, you know, his his lateral quickness has not been yeah. there. Or he's not or so he's far. not shooting well. Yeah. I mean, if, if he's not shooting well, then, you know, then maybe maybe having Peyton in that spot is 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 good. Um, but if not, then Peyton Pritchard is getting zero points. Per game yeah <laughs> if, if, if he's not that i was super worried about him right but. right but you know gary payton's gonna have him locked down so <laughs> yeah uh a guard not a guard heavy team um obviously marcus smart he's yeah not their you know primary yeah they're, ball handler, they're, they're wing, their wings are their strongest yeah, attribute more of a wing more of a wing yeah team. we do have pretty solid wing defenders though on yeah. the warriors clay thompson was great in his prime he's been a lot better um as the playoffs have gone yeah on. He's, he's getting there yeah, you know, you can tell his his balance is definitely coming back. Um, and Andrew Wiggins has just flourished, amazing. Um, you know, Luka Doncic got what he was gonna get, but uh, Andrew Wiggins not even is, though. Like Doncic had some bad. Doncic had a bad game five. He had a bad game three. Um, you know, I might say that was Kevon Looney that that did. Yeah, that. I don't know. I mean, you get the switches when they, when they switch on Kevon Looney on on Doncic, he wasn't getting anything. Like, you yeah. know, maybe he was getting something every once in a while, but right. more, no. <laughs> more than not, he was just missing at the rim. Right. I saw this thing where it was, Kevon Looney is too slow and too unathletic to bite at any of Doncic's tricks. Exactly. And so, like, it, you know, Doncic just does all these things, and Looney doesn't even react to them in the first place. <laughs> you never and that's it. why it worked. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> By the time Looney registered that he did a pump fake, Luka Doncic is already on his third different move. So yeah, it's like yeah. he's not going to bite at anything. He's just going to stay there. He just plays solid defense. He just knows, you know, knows when to put put his hands up and uh, yeah. be a big body in the paint. Yeah. Um and that's really all you can do against a player like Luka. Um and you know, I could see that happening again in this finals where Jason Tatum might not like that matchup against Wiggins and they're going to try to get some screen and roll going, mm-hmm. probably trying to isolate Curry, but if they don't do that, then they're going to hit hit Looney. Yeah. And everyone sees Looney and they say this is a center that I can blow past, and, and they don't. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think Looney plays a huge yep. defensive role um, in this finals. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Warriors play the zone again? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I think that we play it, it very well. Yeah, they're get, they're so good at it. Yeah, and and this, you know, honestly, I, I think that the offense is going to try to come in transition. Both of these teams are great defensive teams, and we saw in the Eastern Conference how – 
there wasn't much happening in the half court set. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the points were not not most, but like a significant amount of the points were happening in transition because right. you know you're trying to push the pace and like get ahead of that defense. Um, yeah, I think that the Warriors probably would play better in a zone against them, given that the one on one matchups aren't great, um, and the way that we've been able to to execute on our switches uh, and and play really good zone defense so far in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, I agree. Great ball talk. Great talking of balls. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. Uh, we're going to get into some other stuff in a little bit, but uh, just hold on a sec. All right. So in probably the most impactful and meaningful uh, sports news of honestly a generation, really. I agree. Um, Jock Peterson and Tommy Pham uh, going at it um, in yeah. just... All out violence, all out warfare. Lucas, can you tell can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So Jock Peterson of the San Francisco Giants um, and Tommy Pham of the Phillies. Uh, there was a slapping incident that occurred uh, before one of the games, resulting in a three game suspension for Tommy Pham. Um, and you know, when it first happened, I was a little bit confused. I'm like, you know, why did Tommy Pham slap Jock Peterson? Jock Peterson is one of my favorite players in the league, um, and I didn't think he deserved it, uh, but. After the game, uh, we found out that the root of the issue was a, a fantasy football league that he had been in during football season, which was a while ago at this point. Yeah. Um, and Tommy Pham had held a grudge about uh, about Jock Peterson doing something that I think everyone has done in a fantasy. <laughs> everyone who league. takes fantasy football seriously. Yeah, it, like your player. So his player, his player was listed as out for the week. So he had moved his player to the injury reserve, and he had picked up another player in his in his spot. And I think that that's how it's supposed to go. Right, yeah. It's like, it. I don't think Jock Peterson was breaking the rules, because if he was playing fantasy on you know the ESPN app or the Yahoo app or whatever app he was playing fantasy football on, it just won't let you break the rules. So whatever Jock Peterson did was within the rules, otherwise he wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah, um, it's like, yeah, exactly. If the rules said that you couldn't do it, then you wouldn't have been able to do it. They're Mm -hmm. programmed in. A little interesting tidbit that I found out about this is that the commissioner of this league is Mike Trout. Wow. Yeah. So, so this is like an all, like this is like a high profile MLB fantasy football league. Yeah, yeah. So it turns out that in the league there were several other Padres players. Um and I guess they had gotten well, fam, together. Well, fam, fam was at on the, the time pod, yeah. he was on the Padres. Okay. Um, and uh, I guess that being in the same division. Well, right, but, but when they, when they, Fam had, was on the Padres, Peterson. Oh, Peterson was on the Dodgers. He was on the Dodgers for there. Was, but, I think there's a season. But of when but when football started, Peterson had already been traded to, to the Braves. No, but he started the season on the Cubs. That's right. Yeah, but I, I'm assuming that they're that they're. Older friends, or somehow, yeah. well, uh, so fam, fam, whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Fam and Peterson did not know each other very well. Um, really, all that their their contact was was via this beef in their fantasy league. Which after Jock had done this, Tommy Fam left the league. Actually, um, I thought he left the group chat. No, he had left the league. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and you can leave a league. I, I guess you can. Yeah, or you can just stop playing. Yeah. Um, on top of this you know, war crime that, that Jock Peterson committed. <laughs> uh, he sent in a GIF. Uh, Complete boomer GIF, by the way. Hilarious, though, <laughs> of, of three people. It, it was making fun of like the Like Jersey Shore baseball player Jock Peterson sent a boomer GIF. Love it. 
I love it. He's from my hometown, you know. I, I gotta respect it. Like, you know, he, he's Silicon Valley. He just knows how to, you know. He's going with the classics. Uh, it's a it's a video of some weightlifters lifting up weights and throwing it behind their heads. Uh, and there's three people in a row. One's labeled San Francisco. One's labeled L.A. And the other one's labeled San Diego. And uh, the San Diego one throws his weight up in the air and comes down and hits him in the head. Uh, and he falls over. Um, and the other ones do perfectly fine. Making fun of how, you know, the Padres were really disappointing last season. And I think it goes to show that the Padres were incredibly dysfunctional. If if your player is getting so mad over one mm-hmm. little gif yep. sent to a group chat in a fantasy football league that he's going to he's gonna slap him a year later. Right, yeah. If, if, a, if a full-grown adult is that upset about playful banter in a fantasy football league that he will hold a several-month... Um, grudge over it and then slap not not punch you not strike you <laughs> not you know not do anything cool he tommy fam chose to slap jock peterson yeah <laughs> and you know in perhaps the worst way possible to hit somebody you well not worse as in like most egregious but worse as in like most embarrassing like yeah well tommy fam's never been known for being a very good hitter <laughs> <laughs> hey oh um, yeah got him um yeah a slap a few months later, it doesn't really make much sense, but I think it's maybe the funniest beef that we've had in the MLB in a long time. Yeah. Um, definitely caused some like these spice. are these are full grown adults yeah. slapping each other. But but then again, <laughs> over fantasy, over doing something completely legal in fantasy football yeah. and sending boomer gifts. Then again, though, I think that this being such a big story in the MLB and like getting posted on like you know. Barstool, ESPN, Barstool, all the all these like yeah. platforms. Baseball's cool now. It shows, but it shows like, <laughs> is this what baseball needs to get popular? Like, do we need more of this? More, yeah, like, like more w, like it. It feels kind of WWE esque. Yeah, yeah. Getting you know doing something that Theatrical. makes no sense for attention, <laughs> um, but it worked. I mean, I'm a supporter of baseball in general. I love baseball, and I want it to be popular like it once was. Let's make it great again. Um, make baseball and, great again. And if if we have to do it. You know, via slap boxing, I'm I'm down. Let's hold a tournament. <laughs> Russian slapping contest at the uh, at the All Star break. Who wins? Who wins a Russian slapping contest? <laughs> I got Paul Goldschmidt. He has big arms and big forearms. Dude, I, I, I can slap. I I think it might be like Acuna or um, one of the young stars. Acuna or uh, what's the Astros DH? Jordan Alvarez. Okay. Yeah. Um, those guys are jacked. Yeah, big big dudes, definitely. Not uh, you're not going for uh, uh, Tatis. He's just he's a, he's a little more slender. A little too slender for you. Um, like or may, maybe a pitcher. Who who's that? Camilo oh, Duvall. A pitcher, a pitcher with a nice arm. Yeah. You know, oh man, Aroldis Chapman. Yeah. He's got a little bit of. Experience <laughs> he's got apartment. a little bit of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so so potentially the most interesting yeah. thing to happen in baseball. Uh huh. In a while, yeah. I figured we'd have to we have to talk. Yeah, about it. I, I I really like that point you brought up about like. You know, it, imagine how much, how much other shenanigans was going on in the Padres locker room last year. Right. You know, it, you know if if a Padres players, if a Padres players' reaction to that whole incident is to slap somebody, you know, imagine like, you know, that it's it's just so childish and like, yeah, it it, it it like really just goes to show like that locker room was a disaster last year. Right. You know, it's like just adults acting like children absolutely butthurt i'll share a story last season i was at a giants padres game this is like kind of towards the beginning of their of their meltdown 
Um, and it was an important game because the, the Giants and the Padres were very close at the time in the standings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was sitting, I was sitting behind the Padres dugout about about ten rows up, um, so very close, close enough to see all the players, um, and they could they could hear anything that that we were saying. And there was a person sitting directly behind me that was a Padres fan that was chirping the whole game, just talking about anyone that went up to bat, anything that was happening, just screaming and the players were like clearly noticing at the beginning of the game they were like you know enjoying it he starts then to like call out the players individually for like attention and then the players would turn around to him and kind of get angry at him eventually they called the security people to go tell him to stop harassing the players at that point he just he took that as you know it's on it's it war so yeah. he was way worse after that screaming let's go giants he had switched his allegiance completely <laughs> and after the game i went up to him because he had gone to the dugout once the game had ended he went over to the dugout stuck his head over and talked to the players and he said that manny machado had told him to fuck himself basically to his face and and it was joe musgrove and manny machado who were both incredibly upset at him about like a, a you know a fan yelling at them it's like is it really that bad? Like, like, can you not handle these things that every other team has to deal with? A heckler in the stands? Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, I feel, I you know, it would also be naive to say that the Padres are the only ones who have, you know, those aren't the, that, that's not the first recorded case of athletes, you know, snapping back at fans. Right, um, right. And that, that, I mean, from what, it, from what, you, you know, from what I heard from your story, that fan totally... Totally deserved. He stuck oh, his head in the dugout. No, absolutely. Um, he was being an asshole. Yeah. Well, no, it's like, it's it's not like, you know, this wasn't the malice at the palace. No. You know, you know, it's like he, you know, he stuck his head into the plane of vision from the dugout. So he, you know, like, he deserved that. And, you know, it, it's not like Machado and Musgrove beat him up. That You know, it's like, I, I totally would have done the same thing. You know, I don't think it was a, you know, it was probably just like a leave me alone, go fuck yourself. It was probably just like, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I did. I mean, I yeah, but, but as an athlete, you have to act like you've been there before. I did witness specifically Joe Musgrove during the game turn around at him, shake his head, and give him a very pouty thumbs down, which which was like, <laughs> I don't know, not not super aggressive of a player to do, but I kind of figured that, you know, a professional baseball team would maybe not acknowledge that at all, you know, like because it's not going to get better. It didn't get better for them. Um, and the fact that they did, I think just kind of shows what kind of culture they had where, you know, it was, people are going to get upset about little things and kind of make it, you know, affect their emotions. Really. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, Manny Machado gets upset a lot. Yeah. And that's, that's what he's known for. Mm -hmm. The Padres that season were just not professional, um, and not level-headed at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and it showed. Cost them a playoff spot. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Um, Jock Peterson since then has, I think, two home runs. <laughs> nice. Yeah, put up and, MVP numbers. And we've, we've, uh, Giants have, have beaten the Phillies in two games so far, so uh, I wonder what Tommy Pham's thinking. Well, what we're all about on this podcast is being unentitled, and this week I did a little bit of charity work. Um, <laughs> I went out of my element, and I watched... The Champions League final, a game yes. of soccer. Yes. Uh, which I'm not, you know, I'm not a big soccer guy myself. Uh, Ryan is a, a, a much bigger soccer mm-hmm. guy than me. But you know, American... I'm, I'm just a little bit more 
Cultured? Cultured yeah. and, and okay. you know, well-traveled and just, you know, tolerant, I guess you could say. Right, right. I mean, you know, I obviously am from the Bay Area, um, a place that has all cultures <laughs> and all types of people. All walks of life. All walks of life. So I consider myself very accepting of, of anyone and uh, watching the game really just kind of solidified that for me as, you know, now I know that I am... I don't want to say better than other people, but like, <laughs> I am more accepting than other yes. people. Yes. Yeah. I more people like us would make the world a better place. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Real Madrid won. I guess. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. This is this is where I take over. Um. Real Madrid <laughs> right. won the game one zero. Um. Arguably could have been two zero. There was the the first goal of the game got uh, ruled out. Um. On kind of an awkward play, so. Kareem Benzema was, like, inarguably offsides when the last touch of the ball occurred. However, the last touch of the ball occurred uh, from a Liverpool player. His name is Fabinho. And the debate is, if it was an intentional touch, therefore Benzema should not be offside, or should not have been called offsides. But if it was an unintentional touch, Benzema is offsides. Wait, so... Let, you, let's, let's simplify this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So let's say, you know... Let's say you're offsides and I shoot the ball, and the ball ricochets off a defender and then lands at your feet. Okay. You would be offsides. But let's say, you know, same situation, you're offsides, I shoot the ball, the defender blocks it, and and then, you know, obtains possession of the ball, starts dribbling, but then, you know, errant pass or loses the ball, and it goes to you while you're still offsides, or in an offsides position, you would not be counted as offsides. So... You're considered offsides when you are in front of the ball and... And the last standing defender. So there's basically when there's no one in front of you other than the goalie. And, or, or another teammate. And the, you don't have the ball. Correct. Okay, so this guy had been in that in that spot, mm -hmm. essentially, and the ball came to him somehow. Yeah. And he scored? Yeah, So and, and it was kind of a, kind of a sloppy, pinball-y play um i watched it and in my own subjective opinion it looked like it was an unintentional touch from fabinho um because he started his movement and then the ball changed direction and then hit his knee um but how do you unintentionally score a goal is that oh no that's not that fabinho didn't score the goal Fab so fabinho fabinho was the liverpool player who it last touched ah, when it landed at benzema's ah, feet and then benzema scored i see and and if if he was unintentionally touching it then it isn't it is a, a offsides offsides when it and the lands goal it. does not count correct yes um so i i personally think it's the right call there's sort of an argument either way for it um it doesn't matter because real madrid won unless your name is justin coburn and you put a 27 dollar bet on it right for benzema first goal shout out to our betters yeah um but yeah uh real madrid win the game anyways one to zero um Brilliant performance from Real Madrid's goalie, uh, Thibaut Courtois. Just jaw-dropping performance. Very inspiring uh, as, as a fellow goalie. Um, and it goes to show, like, you could be the worst team and just win with, you know, one goal and your goalie standing on his head. So can we, can we do this in basketball terms? Um, who is Liverpool? Who is Real Madrid? Uh, I mean, they're both, like, the two best teams in the league. Okay. But here's the thing, you know, it, it wasn't a seven-game series. 
it one game. it's just one game. Right. So you know, Liverpool, so, Liverpool played fine. They they played better than Real Madrid. You know, they had more possession. They had more shots. They had you know the ball was they were on you know Real Madrid side of the field more of the game. They were attacking more. Um, but you know the only stat that matters is who scores more goals. Of course. Um, absolute like I don't think the the assist on. Uh, Vinicius's goal for Real Madrid from Valverde, absolutely nuts. I don't know if you remember it, Lucas, but the pass, the pass on on the goal, Valverde's assist for Vinicius was bonkers, and I don't think that gets talked about enough. There's a lot to talk about from that game, but that assist, you know, that assist won them the game. Um, and yeah, Real Madrid are champions of Europe once again. Um, as a Manchester United fan. Uh, once very unentitled, you know, once very entitled, now completely unentitled because Manchester United completely fucking suck, and it there's no there's there's few greater miseries in the world than being a Manchester United fan at the moment. Um, so seeing Liverpool lose and all their fans go into hysterics because Liverpool fans are known for being the most Liverpool fans are like the Warriors fans. Okay, um, they're they're the they're the fans that everybody else loves to hate. Right. Um. So seeing Liverpool fans go into hysterics and talk about how, oh, we should have won, we played better, and how they threw a parade for themselves even though they lost anyways. Wow. Um, Damn, there, there's, there's a little bit more context to that because they, they won they won a couple other trophies this season. Okay, so they still had a little reason to, to celebrate. Yeah, but like, like the Warriors but, celebrating but they, the Western Conference. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. They, they didn't win the Premier League and they didn't win um, the Champions League, but they won the FA Cup. I've explained to you what that is, right? I think so. It's all the teams in England, all, all the minor league right, and major okay. league teams. They just play in a... And it's a one, big tournament. Yeah, it's, single and it's, elimination. it's yeah, single elimination tournament. Right. So Liverpool won... And there's two of them in England because nobody actually knows why, and it's stupid, and people want to get rid of the less important one. But Liverpool won both those trophies and threw a parade for themselves. But when they planned the parade, they totally thought they were going to win the Champions League, and Liverpool fans took an L, a huge L, and as a Manchester United fan, that makes me happy. So what's worse, being a Manchester United fan or being an A's fan? Oh, being an A's fan. Really? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, because Man City's your big brother in both, and, you know, and right, the but, Giants are the big but brother. That's, but Man City's only been our big brother for uh, five years. Okay. So this and is like a, a recent switch that... Exactly. And, you know, um, 15, 20 years ago, Man City weren't even in the Premier League. They were in the really? Minor, they were in the minor leagues. Um, but the, it was the money, right? Yeah, like, yeah. They got they got bought by they got bought by a um, Qatar or Qatar, mm-hmm. however you want to pronounce it. Um, they got bought by them in two thousand eight, and then they won a Premier League in 2012, 2014, 20, uh, 18, 19, 21, and twenty two. Wow! So they've basically been dominating mm-hmm. um, ever since the Qatar government took over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have they have Ronaldo now, right? No, Manchester United have Ronaldo. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um. And and that that is the de- he's he's kind of like Jokic. Um, okay. You know he he backpacked a mediocre team to a slightly above me- mediocre finish. Poli- apologies for the brief interruption. I had a hockey teammate deliver snag to my neighbor, and uh, we had to say hello to him. Very pleasant surprise. Anyways, um, Ronaldo and Jokic are are similar players in that they're both really good and they backpacked mediocre teams to slightly above mediocre finishes. Um I would say Jokic is a little bit better than Ronaldo. Okay. Cuz R- Ronaldo's still good, but he's not Ronaldo anymore. Right. You know, he he finished with 
I think, 18 goals in the Premier League this season, about 25 in all competitions, whereas, you know, Prime Ronaldo gets, you know, 40 in the league and 50 or 60 in all competitions. Wow. So how, how is, I know, you know, I don't know much about soccer, and I think this really goes to show how much I don't know about soccer, because mm. um, I didn't know which team Ronaldo played for. <laughs> uh, who is better right now, Ronaldo or Mbappe? Um, probably Mbappe. It's a little bit hard to tell because, you know, Ronaldo plays in the Premier League and Mbappe plays in the French League and the Premier League is so much better than the French League. Okay. Um, and, um, probably, probably Mbappe. Um, cause I think, I think Mbappe finished the year with like 30 goals in all, co- 30 goals in the league, 40 in all competition. Um, but he did it in a much weaker league. Um, but they're essentially banking that Mbappe is going to become a player that is as good as you know Ronaldo was at his peak, or or you know close to that. Yeah, I, I like. There will be a good stretch of years where Mbappe is the best player in the world, right? But Ronaldo will be better than Mbappe was when he was the best player in the world. That's my take. I I don't think that's a fact. You know, Mbappe could certainly surpass Ronaldo, but they're they're not they're not paying Mbappe to be the Ronaldo to be the next Ronaldo, they're paying him to be the best in the world, which is what he will be. So if Mbappe doesn't progress at all, he stays the current Mbappe that he is for the next three years, mm-hmm. does that $700 million contract just look like an idiotic decision? No, because he's already one of the best players in the world. Okay, okay, um, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they're, they're paying him to progress from one of the best players in the world to the best player in the world. Right. Um, like Yo- like a, a Giannis going to, you know, I, from two years ago, Giannis to uh, three years ago, Giannis to the current Giannis. Right. Yeah. 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 That's okay. yeah. That's that's a pretty comparable way to look at it. Um, big difference though between the Nuggets and Manchester United is one plays soccer and one plays basketball. That well, true. That is a good point. Um, Thank you. That that's very insightful. Thank you. Um, you know, there's there's so much more disparity in soccer than there is in basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, in in so- in basketball over a twenty year span. Any team can be good. Any team can win a championship. Uh, it's not like that in soccer. It's the same teams every year, and every once in a while you'll get a Cinderella story or you'll get a team that's good for a couple of years and then they'll kind of fade to the back. Um, and you know it's okay. You know, the Nuggets just don't aren't you know the Nuggets aren't the Lakers. You know it it it's actually another similar way to look at it is Manchester United and the Lakers had a similar season this year because you know they both have stars on their team. They both have this ridiculously high standard and they both have this global fan base and just a lot of clout around them mm-hmm. and they both sucked um the lakers sucked way more than manchester united thank god um you know the manchester united finished six out of 20 in the premier league the lakers finished like 25th in the nba yeah um you know um so luckily it's not that bad but you know um i mean there's there's just a lot of differences in how how the sports work but um I think that maybe the biggest similarity that I see is that, uh, yeah, maybe I'm wrong about this. From my impression of Ronaldo is that he's a little bit cringe. Um, <laughs> I I love I love the like I think that's hilarious. <laughs> and when he talks, like it's super funny to me. But if I I think if I spoke Spanish, better Portuguese. Uh, I spoke oh Portuguese. My bad. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I actually want to check my privilege for a second. <laughs> that it's is Portuguese. so entitled of you. I, I, That's so entitled of you. I, I might need to take a little break and, <laughs> and come back after a, a quick a 
thought process. But um, I think I think if I spoke Portuguese, I would probably think that Ronaldo's cringe, uh, <laughs> given that he's you know. A if huge... you spoke if you spoke Portuguese, you'd probably be in love with him. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I I, I mean, the biggest sports personality maybe in the world, Ronaldo. Um, and I think you know my comparison at least is that I think LeBron is cringe. Uh, I love LeBron. I think he like I think he's a really nice guy, but he's not he's not in touch with the shits. You know, he 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 posts stuff online that's like, are you sixteen years old and like <laughs> really good in high school right now? Like yeah. that's how he acts. I I know I know I know what you're talking about, and I agree that the, you know some things that he does are certainly cringe. But that over like that's a horrible take. That's a horrible <laughs> take saying that the two most famous and recognizable and legendary athletes of our generation are cringe. Oh, come on. And it's like, it's like okay, yeah, just cuz they do those things, like they're still they're still like not cool. cringe. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. I I like to think that some person can be cool and cringe at the same time. Okay. Well, well then you should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's why I'm trying to say like, you know, I think LeBron is a is a wonderful dad, uh, but he is a dad. You know, yeah, like, he definitely I also think, he definitely relishes his father role. I also think Giannis is cringe. Giannis is yeah. is, is is super nice and like, but his jokes, it's like it's come on, man. Well, that's, that that that's, that that's the point, though. I think I get it. I know it's point. I'm not I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's it's just let's just let's call it what it is. Okay, it's cringe. Yeah, <laughs> I do agree that like, Ronaldo like doesn't seems very awkward. Like, like I, I've seen him like in, in video clips, and I've seen, I've read things about like his teammates, and I've seen the way he like interacts with some of his teammates or other people, and it's just like he seems so hyper focused on, you know, being Cristiano Ronaldo, right? And it's like he kind of forget like, like I like I don't know I I've never met the guy I've never been his teammate, but it's mm. like I I would say like he's so focused on a winning and b promoting the Cristiano Ronaldo brand that it's just like I don't know if I could like, you know, like, make a joke with him in the locker room. Like, well, I, I've just heard things, like, he just, he seems like a robot. I think maybe you should uh, become more traveled. Um, <laughs> maybe try to try to meet Ronaldo if maybe, you have the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, I think this is a good segue, because I might be meeting E-40. I might be meeting <laughs> Steph Curry, potentially. How so? How so? I will be attending uh, game one of the NBA Finals. Um, I'm going to make sure to bring back Everything that I learned from the game to put it right here on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where, I, where, where are you going to be watching the game from? I'll be watching it from a very humble perspective of the theater box seats <laughs> <laughs> at Chase Center. Um, I, I'd love to thank our sponsor. Uh, <laughs> who's our sponsor? Uh, Nesquik. <laughs> Shout out to Nesquik for the tickets. Um, I really appreciate you guys sending me to the game. Uh, Dude, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going because... Uh, WhatsApp. WhatsApp. I'm going, I'm going... Shout out to WhatsApp. Shout out to WhatsApp. Uh, I'm going because uh, a family friend, let's just say, has, has bestowed upon me the opportunity to go, and I took it at an instant. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to the game. Uh, I'm going to get some great analysis. Uh, might be a little bit inebriated but i think i think i'm it's gonna be all right i'm gonna be able to 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 gather what i need to gather i'm hopefully gonna walk out of there with 
a win. Steph Curry's wife. Um, <laughs> she's, I don't know, bro. She's kind of bad. Uh, and a win. And a win. Uh, game one would be incredible to win. More Honestly, more than that, I think it would just be terrible to lose. <laughs> yeah, uh, it would. We really need to win game one. Yeah, have to win. And I've, obviously, I think we have to win both games at Chase Center, honestly. I agree with that. I've, I've never been to an NBA Finals game, but... I mean, if you go to game three and it's 1-1, you've lost home court. That's true. Yeah, I mean, you need to win one on the road at that point. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Warriors are good at winning on the road, but we're also very good at winning yeah, home. Yeah, I'd so, argue we're better at winning home. Yeah. Uh, the Chase Center vibe is, is pretty great. I'm actually wearing a shirt right now that I got at the Chase Center. Yeah. Um, so I would just like to acknowledge my privilege. You know what? That's very unentitled of you, Lucas. Thank you. Um, and I'll make sure to send videos from my from my little box seat and share it with the community. Yeah, that, well, that that and that's that's very righteous and noble of you, Lucas, and very unentitled to to share to share your privilege with your community. You're welcome. I, you're welcome for going to this game. Um, uh, yeah. Everyone say thank you, Lucas. I would drop in the comments a quick thank you to me for going to the game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll make sure to uh, uh, to get you guys updated on that on our next episode. Um, but I think that that's all for today. That is all for today. Uh, we will be releasing another episode next week as well. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and go Warriors. Go Dubs.